Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. The last show in the studio before the Mayflower Marathon. What? Yeah, I know. It's going to be... uh, I can't see that screen. Partly cloudy today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. 27 right now in downtown Springfield for the Mayflower Marathon. Not too bad. In the 40s. As long as it doesn't rain, that's... That's the only thing that you got to worry about. There ain't no rain until next Friday. Good. There you go. Speaking of uh, the Mayflower Marathon, today is going to be kind of like a pre-marathon show. We got Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds doing a lot with them over the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Actually, the next uh, seven days, we'll be uh, at the game tomorrow night and then Wednesday night after the Mayflower Marathon. We'll get all the scoop on that with, with Nate Costa today. Yes. And uh, Terry Maxey as well, right? Yeah, Terry Maxey from the uh, Open Pantry. He'll be on the phone with us. We'll talk about uh, Open Pantry stuff and, and we, what they need. And then we got a guy talking about a craft fair. One of these things just doesn't belong here. Well, Come on. Can you tell which one? charitable events. What's wrong with that? Anyway, it all kicks off now. It's 537 on Rock 102. New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 in the Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right, well, Pete Davidson is a hero to many, but maybe this is the part of the movie where we discover he's actually the villain. Uh, TMZ has pointed out that Pete may have violated the bro code. It seems he was friends with Emily Ratajkowski's husband, Sebastian Bear McClard, before they got divorced and he started hooking up with her. Oh, boy. They even have a picture of Pete and Sebastian enjoying a, a Knicks game together back in 2020. It's not clear how close they were, but if Pete hasn't technically crossed the line, he's pretty damn close to it. You gotta, you gotta be mindful of all the various uh, aspects of that bro code. Someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah. And it's probably gonna be Pete Davidson. He was just, uh, he was like, ah, but uh, all these ladies love me, even uh, even your beautiful wife. But you know what? I would never, ever, ever go after her. I wouldn't even ask permission. I would just, I would just, you know, take that off the menu. It's not something you want. Don't, don't, don't insert yourself yeah. in that way. Uh, Kamal Nagiani. How do you say that? We interviewed him once. Kamal Nagiani. That was, uh, what's his name? Who? Oh, no, it's a different guy. Forget <laughs> it. I thought we interviewed him. <laughs> this guy's a Pakistani-American actor, comedian, and screenwriter. And he, and I'll tell you what he does, he once went 15 years without visiting the dentist. Apparently his parents didn't take him to the dentist when he was growing up because my mom is a little bit of an anti-dentite. She's a rabid anti-dentite. Next thing you know, you'll be saying they'll need their own schools. They do. Uh, yeah, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't know why. Because he, he has, because it's a guy who hasn't been to a dentist in 15 years. He looked familiar, though. He looked like a guy we interviewed last yeah. year. Anyway, Ticketmaster has canceled today's public sale of Taylor Swift tickets after Tuesday's presale caused so much chaos. Ticketmaster says it now has, quote, insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet demand. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know how any of this is possible. 
This it's, is, it's so outrageous. It's all ridiculous. And you know what? I'm blaming it right down on the people that buy the tickets. If you're buying tickets to this show for more than 300 bucks a piece, then you don't deserve to go to that show. $20,000 per ticket is outrageous. And now they're shutting it all down. You realize that Taylor Swift is going to be the one to bust up this monopoly. It'll she's be gonna, her. She's going to have to be. She's, she's going to have to be the one. She's the most popular one. You know, and you get her fans online. I uh, read that last night. It was a comment. You can tell it was a teenager who really loves Taylor Swift. D- Stop taking it out on Taylor. It's not her fault. She's emotional. It's all of their faults. It's all of those artists. Those artists agreed to go into contracts with well, Ticketmaster. She's agreed to her fee for her part of that. Right. It's, but the Ticketmaster has then then gone beyond that. She's retracted and say, "Listen, I didn't I didn't approve I, these I, kinds I, of prices." I get that part, but they also, you know, with all of these artists, need to band together and say, "You know what? We're not taking any more of this crap from Ticketmaster." You know, this is hurting us in the long run because then people aren't even going to want to buy our music because $42,000 for some of these tickets, it's ridiculous. Pearl Jam tried to do that many years ago, but I don't think they've got the power that a Taylor Swift does. But that's what I mean. I I I think you need a collective. You need all of those artists to band together in order to say, this is too much. You can't keep doing this to the fan. But then, of course, then you get people on the lower end of that going like like Hall & Oates going, whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll lower our prices. We don't care. We can barely get twenty bucks for a yeah, ticket. Yeah, we just need to, we just need people to get in the door. Uh, Chris Hemsworth found out through genetic testing that he has a greater chance to develop Alzheimer's disease than the average person. He was hesitant to talk about it on his show Limitless because it didn't. He didn't want it to come off as a manipulated grab for empathy. I um, wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't have called it that. I wouldn't have uh, said, "Oh my God." Like there's a lot of people out there that are at risk for Alzheimer's. <laughs> you've got a genetic a ton of people. You've got a genetic predisposition for it, and you know about it. Yeah, and there's all different kinds of things that you know can contribute to that. These celebrities, they just want like they just want people to pay attention to them. Well, I believe that's the very definition of a celebrity. No, I know, but he if if he was saying you know he's he's saying I, I wasn't I didn't want to talk about it, but here you are talking about it. <laughs> You know, Norm McDonald's a guy you can respect. He didn't want sympathy saying, uh, you know, feel bad for me because I have cancer. He yeah. just wanted to go out. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I suppose when you say, I don't I don't want to have all the attention drawn to me, that's kind of a cry of saying, I want all the attention drawn to me. That's kind of like saying, I don't mean to be racist, but... but... And then you know what's coming out of his mouth next is going to be horribly racist. Mr. Beast has surpassed PewDiePie to become uh, the most followed person on YouTube. He's reached 112 million subscribers, while PewDiePie has 111 million. PewDiePie had his day, man. He had his day. Is it a he or a she? That's a he. I don't know these people. I've probably seen them before. I'm sure you've seen a a PewDiePie uh, video. It's hard hard to miss it. I have not spent much time... With Mr. Beast, was that the was that the little bird and the cat, and uh, he thought he saw a putty tat? No, oh. uh, that's a that's a different uh, that's a different thing. Yeah, I don't know. Hoda Kotb revealed on the Today Show that Jenna Bush Hager doesn't wear underwear. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, and yet her name is. <laughs> Is Jenna, <laughs> which is weird. It's so weird. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, Jenna said, "quote I th- I think it makes uh, a more pretty silhouette. I also think uh, you don't have to pack as much. 
There's a lot of pros to it. She's out there and she's loving every minute of it. <laughs> uh, I just wish it was somebody else. Actually, I wish I'd, it wasn't somebody no, else. No, no, no. That, that, that's, that's, that's the that's whole appropriate. thing. It's, yeah. it's like right. people, uh, you know, whose last name is uh, Lager, they get DUIs. Uh, yeah, uh, that guy didn't drink wine. If your last name is Bush, uh, yeah, you're drinking do, that too, uh, you know? I don't know. Do you do that commercial with that? Bush. Bush. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what they say. I don't know. And uh, Kim Kardashian looked bedazzled in a new uh, diamond-encrusted bikini. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything encrusted was when Ray J gave me the foam collar out of his Cuba Pudding Jr. <laughs> and that sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Show me the hoodie! <laughs> uh, Caitlin? Yeah, I liked him in... Uh, it, what was the movie with the, he was in? <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Yeah, right. yeah. Cuba Pudding Jr. <laughs> well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a little cleavage cleaner, a little squirt chain dookie rope. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the grand poobah from the crotch pearl. <laughs> and Kanye? I need help. I need help bad. Where's Dion Warwick and all them damn psychic friends when you need them? <laughs> A good question. That's what friends are supposed to That's be That's what they're for. Good times, bad times. I'm going to sample that and make it my own. Try to sell more <laughs> records. It's a Hollywood T-Raz. You're not going to do. I am. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, on the very same day that Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, is named the American League MVP, the dude that caused that caught Judge's historic 60-second home run baseball announced that he is not only putting the ball on sale at auction beginning on November 29th, he's also turned down several offers uh, on the ball, including an offer from one guy who is willing to pay him $3 million for it. Now, the reason why you don't accept a $3 million offer for the Aaron Judge baseball is because you expect it to either sell for more or you're stupid. But, of course, you really won't know how stupid until the bidding stops. I mean, $3 million is an awful lot of money for any baseball, but if one guy is willing to give you $3 million before the auction begins, then there's bound to be some sort of dope who's out there willing to give you even more than that. Just to say, you'll never guess what I got. Oddly enough, Aaron Judge probably has $3 million wedged in between the cushions of his sofa. Remember, this is a guy who turned down an offer from the Yankees that would have paid him $213 million over the next seven years. And according to Yankees general manager Brian Cashman yesterday, there's already a new offer on the table that's probably worth a hell of a lot more than $213 million. Do you have any idea how many $3 million baseballs you could buy with $213 million? I'll tell you exactly how many. 71. Suddenly, getting your hands on a $3 million baseball doesn't seem like such a big deal now, does it? No, it does not. So while the guy with the ball may think he's sitting on a life-changing jackpot, Aaron Judge is probably tossing stacks of 50s into the fireplace just to warm up his living room. Listen, I'm all for selling stuff at auction, but I'm also not the sort of guy who's going to dump a lot of money for the purposes of impressing the people I know. I mean, it's just a baseball. It's not like something really valuable, like tickets to see Taylor Swift. Now, those things are worth the money. 
But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel chainsaws, steel blowers, killer deals. Right now at Rocky's, Craftsman Electric Chainsaws, 70 bucks. Power tools, deals in Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. So many tool deals at Rocky's. Get the sales flyer online and pick it up at your local Rocky store. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. It's 615 with Quiet Riot. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 43 today. Sunny and a high of 42 tomorrow. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, reading more about this Ticketmaster. You know, um, I've been reading a lot of uh, a lot of stories about how people. Remember how like uh, Taylor Swift uh, a few years ago didn't want any of her music on Spotify. Yeah. Until she got it done her way. Yeah. And because she had so much power and juice at the time she was able to get what she wanted yeah i think taylor swift at this point she plays her cards right could dismantle this monopoly by just blinking her eyes a couple of times yeah probably that's what i'm because she's got she's got power out of uh, out of all of us because you know her fans ain't gonna stand for that kind of nonsense they're not gonna stand for a twenty thousand dollar ticket what do you get for twenty thousand dollars do you just get her singing you know, uh, like singing songs. Do you get her like to wash your car? Does she uh, you move your barbells up to the attic? What does she do besides that? I'd like to think a hell of a lot more than just sing, shake it off. Yeah. It depends what she's shaking off. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, the article this morning, anyone looking to buy a ticket to Taylor Swift's new tour may be out of luck. Ticketmaster said yesterday that, quote, due to an extraordinary high demand on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand, Friday's public ticket sales for Swift's Eras Tour has been canceled. Canceled, not rescheduled, canceled. Now think about this. There's this huge demand, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also this huge price point, which makes me think that there are dopes out there that are cracking open their wallets and right. paying for this stuff. Yeah, the the price wouldn't be what it is if people weren't paying for it. And, you know, you probably got some, I don't know, I would imagine some, like, hedge fund kid or, uh, you know, uh, some bill- Wall Street billionaire uh, going, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what, uh, $25,000 for a ticket? I'll take it. Remember that uh, Martin Shkreli guy? Mm-hmm. The guy that p- spent a million dollars on that uh, one Wu-Tang album? Right. He's the only guy that can afford a ticket. Well, he used to be able to afford a ticket. Yes, but uh, but you're right. It's those kinds of people that are buying the tickets. The average fan, forget about it. You're, you're not going to go be able to go see your artist. You know, and I'm, I'm reading some of these comments on Reddit last night about, and, and it was a lot of dads on there. You know, obviously tongue-in-cheek humor, but I have failed as a parent to, yeah. you know, to obtain these tickets. And it's true. Like, my you know, my kid's into it. There's a lot of kids that are in that age group that absolutely love Taylor Swift so much. Sure. But so much that you can't afford to go see her. You, th- there's just no way. And and what are you telling your kid when you do shell out that kind of money? If you shell out $1,000 for a ticket to a Taylor Swift show, you know, I told my kid there is nobody on God's green earth willing uh, that that's worth that kind of money to watch somebody perform a concert. Right. It's just, it's just not... No, I don't. I don't care if they dug up John Lennon and George Harrison and reanimated their dead flesh and brought them back to Ringo and Paul. I'm still not going to spend that kind yeah, of money. Exactly for a show. Here, here if you're going to spend that kind of money, take that money, invest it in one of those ultra 4K TV, you know, high def yeah. things 
that you spent, let's just say you spend twelve hundred bucks on a television set. You get a nice Blu-ray player. Yep. You buy that uh, Taylor Swift concert DVD that she mm-hmm. came out with. Uh, that was, well, actually, probably it's on Netflix. You can, you can watch it on Netflix, and you stream it right in your living room. And turn the volume up really high. And now you can watch as many Taylor Swift concerts as you want to. You know, if I had twenty thousand dollars to burn, you know what I would do? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't spend money on uh, concert tickets. I Two would do chicks some- at the same time. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Now I would do something that would be you know, like financially sound. I would probably invest it in some sort of cryptocurrency, uh, you know, endorsed by like a Tom Brady or a Shaq. Okay. You know, those yeah. that seems like a good quality investment good to me. Yeah, that's a good bet for you. Yeah, that that makes sense. But a Taylor Swift concert where it's over in two hours and you're sitting there and saying, oh, she didn't do my favorite song. The uh, sudden cancellation comes after Ticketmaster said Thursday that more than two million tickets were sold on Tuesday for her upcoming tour. The most ever sold for an artist in a single day. It caused a near meltdown of its website. In a blog post Thursday, Ticketmaster explained that the record number of fans wanted to buy tickets to Swift's Eras Tour, which begins next year. That prompted the massive slowdown in its platform and sparked outrage among her millions of fans who couldn't purchase tickets. They gave these, like, pre-buy codes to people. Yeah. But they gave them to, like, you know, four more million people than they had tickets for. Why these, would you do that? Do these pre-buy codes uh, offer ticket information? Like, do they, they say you have, it's like a lottery system to buy tickets, but we're not going to tell you what the price is. I don't think that you knew what the price was. Yeah, see, it that's just that's the, the thing. That's the thing. So it's a, like a roulette thing. Uh, some people are going to buy the tickets and some people yeah. aren't. And when somebody things. sees what the price is, they, they dump out of it. And, you know, then the system kind of rolls over again. Yeah, but if you already had, uh, let's say, okay, these pre-sale tickets, we're only going to sell a million out of the four million tickets that we have. We're going to sell a million tickets for this show. That's it. Why would you keep selling tickets on a pre-sale when you haven't even put them out for regular sale yet? Because I think the problem is there's a difference between traffic to a website and purchases. Yeah. So I think people are going to the website to see what's available price-wise. And when they realize it's out of reach, they back up or they back out of it. And then all of a sudden, tickets aren't really being bought, but the website can't handle that kind of traffic. I wonder if that's part of the problem. Like how many of these, because they haven't really reported how many of these have actually been sold. They've just said because of the high demand. Well, the high demand doesn't necessarily mean that there's a high number of sales. True. Because most fans who would be going on a website aren't going to spend the $20,000. You know, the people that spend the $20,000 are the ones who know somebody. So, <laughs> like, like, for example, if, you, if, it's a, if it's a ticket that's rare, a yeah. hard-to-get ticket, you got to know somebody to obtain those tickets. It's not like you're going to stand in line at a, at a box office and get them for yourself. You right. almost have to know somebody to get those tickets. So I don't think anybody who's, like, super rich is going to go to a website to get them. You know what? If I'm going to pay $20,000 for a ticket to see Taylor Swift, I want a private showing with 20 people. That's it. Yeah. I can invite 20 of my friends, and we'll, we'll sit down and we'll watch a private show. She can do it right in the living room of my house. Mm-hmm. That's what $20,000 for for a major artist like that should be. Right. Not, you know, $20,000 to still go pay high prices at vendors or in... And, and, and crowds and crowds of people, you know, moving around. It's just, it's yeah. not worth it. I would it's also not- like her to provide her own snacks. 
Because mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I'm going to chip in for the 20 people I've invited. Well, maybe she can. Uh, she has a good recipe for those onion bombs we cook on the grill. How good would that be? That would be delicious. Taylor Swift onion bombs. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, I'm, I bet you she has them. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It- Two. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny and nice today with a high of 43. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 42. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. We'll be uh, talking to Terry Maxey from the Springfield Open Pantry next hour. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon begins on Monday, and the Open Pantry does a lot of different things. So we'll talk to, uh, talk to Terry about that and what they're looking for for this year's marathon, uh, which is going to be at uh, MGM Springfield. And Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds after 8 o'clock. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's Giving Friday. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, a, it's a whole show of charity topics, which uh, is great. Well, I think we may also squeeze in an open line Friday at some point today. What? I know. Yeah, you know what? We should not do now here this. I think we should do uh, Ever talk. again? Well, just for today anyway. Okay. Right. And maybe next week throughout the marathon. And then uh, who knows after that. <laughs> we'll come up with a better yeah, idea. Yeah. You know, we've got a couple days together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just about 6.30 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or at serviewlocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Wilbraham police are investigating after shots were fired in the Dipping Hole Road area early yesterday morning. Officers were called to Dipping Hole Road around 12.15 a.m., For a report of gunshots, police discovered that several gunshots have been fired at a house in the area. There were no injuries in the incident. No one has been arrested, uh, and uh, the Wilbraham police are still investigating the incident. That's an unusual thing to have happen in Wilbraham. It's an unusual area, too. I mean, dipping hole, you know? It's like a... It's off of Stony Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right off of uh, Sunnyside Terrace and uh, Kent Road. I'm just watching the map that 22 provided me. So I can tell you where that is. Whenever I uh, I find myself uh, wanting to drive to say like the Eastfield Mall to do all my uh, holiday shopping, you go to Dipping Hole Road. I turn off. I turn down Dipping Hole Road. Go the back way. Come out Kent. Boom. Boston Road. There I am. Look at you. Oh yeah. Look at you with the directions. You're like I, mean, the... I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust my sense of direction. But I'm just telling you that's the way I go. Yeah. You're uh, you're like a GPS for yourself. Ooh. I'm like the worst GPS. But yeah, that's how I go. A uh, body was recovered from the canal in Holyoke Thursday morning. Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty confirmed with 22 News that the body was retrieved. An investigation is being conducted. No further information was released at the time. Uh, We'll bring you updates if we have any other information, I guess. You're you're not going to get much. No, probably not. In a recent social media post, Holyoke Mayor Josh Garcia is asking residents uh, to slow down. When driving. Oh, I was going to say. Well, it, sa- it says are they, spe- that. are they speaking too fast? Well, or? it says Mayor Joshua Garcia asked Holyoke to slow down. Slow down there. Hold your horses. Whoa, is he- big fella. <laughs> is, he- is he specifying where they should slow down? Yeah, Garcia's Facebook post to advise Holyoke residents to be mindful and take notice when driving after an uptick in calls regarding excessive speeding in surrounding neighborhoods. 22 News spoke to a resident of Holyoke about the recent rise in speeding. Patricia Regan of Holyoke said, It's been nuts. It's off the chain. The speed level that goes through all the time. They need to put alterations or stop signs, anything to help out with what's going on. Uh, They also reached out to Josh Garcia uh, regarding the speeding incidents and any improvements that will be made within the city. But they have not received a response at this time. Yeah. He's busy writing Facebook posts. (laughs) That's right. 
He doesn't have time to answer a phone call. No, what's going to happen next week when it's uh, Black Friday, right? And you want to get to the Holyoke Mall because of all them big door-busting sales? Yeah. Well, if, if let's say the, the stores are about to open and you're, you know, you're on the Pike or you know, on 91 and you're trying to get there, you got to floor it. The only way to get there, should I slow down then and then miss out on a good uh, on a on a TV at Best Buy? Yeah, I don't, right. I don't think so. You don't want to miss out on that. These are door busting sales. I don't want to be caught, you know, caught a, you know, outside in the cold because I had to go the speed limit. Yeah, you're Fascist. absolutely. You know, you're right about that. Yes, I should be able to go as fast as I want. You should wherever you should, I want. You should gun it over there. You want to you want to take the station van out for a spin later? We'll see how fast we can get to Holyoke. That hunk of junk? Yeah. Oh, that? No. That'll do a top speed of 15, 20. That goes from zero to 60 about four and a half weeks. Maybe downhill. Might even be able to get it up to 23 if we go down <laughs> the right hills. I don't think that's the case. A portion of Route 2 in Greenfield was closed due to a crash yesterday morning. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, but the Northwestern DA's office uh, spokesperson, Lori Lozell, said it was a deadly accident but did not disclose any additional information. The Greenfield police posted on Facebook that Mohawk Trail has since reopened following the motor vehicle crash. The Greenfield Fire Department also posted on Facebook that the road was closed from Coleraine Road to Old Greenfield Road in Shelburne. But that was yesterday. We just don't have any other Yeah, no, no accidents uh, there right now that we no. know of. Uh, some fake comments are clogging up the Greenfield Police Department's Facebook page. The department is warning followers of a new method to get unsuspecting users to click on what the department referred to as virus links. These links look like news stories, but when the user clicks on the link, the user is taken to a graphic to taken to graphic content. On Thursday alone, the moderators of the Greenfield Police Facebook page thwarted a dozen attempts to lead users into the unsuspecting depths of the virus links. Hmm. Greenfield Police Deputy uh, Chief Bill Gordon says he thinks the individuals leaving the comments are robots. Even though the accounts are blocked, they come back as new accounts. Generic comments referring to, quote, the incident without a specific time or location are usually these kinds of virus comments. It's like one of those, oh, I can't believe this video is you. Oh, yeah. You ever see those? Oh, I know. But that's uh, somebody getting hacked. You know, I've never trusted robots. Ever. No. Uh, I didn't trust him like uh, in Lost in Space. Yeah. I didn't trust that robot. Uh, wasn't so sure I trusted uh, Rosie on the Jetsons. Never trusted any of them. Hey, Mr. J. Yeah, uh, what robot's got that accent? Mr. J, click this link here. I think this video is of you. <laughs> they never they never showed that on the Jetsons. Huh? No, they didn't. Yeah. I <laughs> would think by uh, that that year in the future, they were been, uh, you know, beyond... You know, in, internet uh, scams. Oh, like it's like some sort of utopia that uh, they've moved past that network scam networking thing. I would like to think so. Yeah, I, I think your uh, your visioning your vision of the future is a little too uh, rosy. It may be. It may be. Oh, rosy. Yeah. You see what I did there? I mean, I may be optimistic. I mean, I uh, I understand that, but uh, you know, I mean, please. The uh, Springfield Police Department is alerting residents of a scheme involving a person pretending to be a utility worker that may be targeting elderly people. Springfield Police spokesperson Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that there's a guy walking around pretending he's from Eversource. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> uh, that a person impersonating a utility worker has been seen walking in the High Street area asking to take photos 
of elderly residents' debit cards. Oh, one of the uh, I'm going to prey on the old people scumbags. Well, they're very easy to prey on. The uh, suspect has allegedly used their debit card numbers to make withdrawals or online purchases. Residents are asked to inform any elderly friends or relatives of this scheme and to never give your debit card information to anyone as it is directly linked to a personal bank account. There's always some jerk out there. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, some of these elderly people do it. If some guy asks them, let me see your debit card. They say, oh, hold on a second. And they produce the debit card. Well, I mean, it, it, these are the people that once, you know, raised us. These are the people that once ran this country. Some of them still do. Yeah. And yet they're handing out their credit cards and debit cards and bank account numbers like it's no big deal. Maybe it's one of the uh, maybe it's the construction worker from the village people who's trying to be a macho, macho man. Uh, I want to be a macho man. Everywhere there's got to be a macho, macho man. See, I don't know all the lyrics to that. I would have to look them up in order to produce that. I'm not. But you never know. It could be uh, (laughs) it could be a guy from a crappy, uh, you know. 70s music group. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- oh, wait. We're going to go to the habitual shoplifter first. The Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a man that was caught on camera allegedly shoplifting. According to Ryan Walsh, said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that was a habitual shoplifter in uh, on Walgreens and Sumner Avenue. I guess it's pretty serious. Yeah, I guess this guy uh, is a habitual shoplifter and frequently visits the Walgreens on Sumner Avenue. He is identified as having a beard and tattoos on his right hand. The suspect is also alleged to have stolen a child's bicycle in a previous incident. You dirty scumbag. You're going to come into my town and steal kids' bikes? I got a bell for you. And you know what? It ain't going on the handlebars. (laughs) It's going right up your keister. (laughs) You know... (laughs) Yeah, you, you don't steal from the Walgreens in my town. No, you no, you don't. If you can identify the suspect, you're asked to contact the uh, Springfield Detective Bureau. Uh, you can also anonymously text a tip. So if you if you know that guy, uh, you can help find him. <laughs> what uh. is this? What are you doing over here? How many Walgreens points do you got now? How many did you rack up? You know what? Thirty thousand. That's thirty dollars <laughs> off. You didn't earn that. You stole those points. You have all the great things there are to steal from a pharmacy. A kid's mm-hmm. bicycle will be the last thing I choose. Yeah, I know. You know like you know, maybe like you know, shampoo, razor blades, a toothpaste, something like that. I was like, ah, I'm standing there on the corner, and this little kid comes running up to me, and he's crying. He's like, ah, man, that man stole my bike. My man stole my bike. And I said, what kind of bike was it, kid? And he goes, a huffy. And I said, I did you a favor. <laughs> You know what we're going to do? We're going to hook you up with Bob the Bike Man. He'll get you a new bike. Now you'll get a new one. There you go. A Framingham man is being charged (laughs) with operating under the influence after allegedly parking a truck in two parking spots designated for state police. Whoopsie. That might have been a mistake. Troopers returning from uh, training to the state police Weston Barracks along the Mass Pike found an F-150 truck parked across two spaces perpendicular to the lines designated for the cruiser parking around 3.30 a.m. last week. The two men were found asleep in the truck with the keys inside. When the troopers woke the men up, the driver allegedly tried to put the truck in gear multiple times. After the failed attempt, the men opened the doors. The driver agreed to perform a field sobriety test and was charged with operating under the influence of liquor and uh, 
and mass pike restricted parking violation. <laughs> you know what? Like it's not like it's not bad enough that you got the OUI. You got it. You bagged him for the OUI, but you know what? I'm going to throw in that parking violation on top of it. Well, that's what they do, isn't it? It's kind of like a big stacked sandwich. It's like the chef's kiss of the state trooper. <laughs> ah, delicious. We're writing tickets. Oh, parking violation. <laughs> well, you just you just keep writing you know, different uh, different charges in case some of them don't stick. There's yeah. got to be one of them that's going to stick. Yeah, there's always going to be one. Parking in a state police barracks, like <laughs> you know, if you had gone to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, yes, this would uh, never have happened. First of all, you just call an Uber. You just get somebody to drive you home. You don't even need to get in the car. But if you do, don't pull into the state police <laughs> barracks. Well, he had no choice. the the uh, The handicap parking was full. Uh, the uh, East Hampton Fire Department is prepared for anything after a small discovery in an alarm panel on Wednesday night. The department was called to an activated alarm panel and responded in full fire gear. Don't they respond in full fire gear for all, all the fires? time? The uh, crews entered the structure in full protective clothing, self-contained breathing apparatus on their backs, or a set of uh, a set of a set or irons. A set of irons is that what? It, I don't know what that means. What, what are they, playing golf? What are they doing? I don't know. And a fire extinguisher and a thermal imaging camera. Oh, just like all the things that a fireman would carry right, like on Like a fire bag. department has every day, every single day. Fire department. So, uh, however, no reason was found for the activation of the panel. It wasn't until members of the department went to the panel to reset the device when they found the tiny reason for activation. The small culprit? A mouse. That's it? We're moving! I will not live with infestation! We're moving out of Queens! Uh, was a, <laughs> The mouse was able to uh, exit the alarm panel in the building, according to the social media post. Oh, so the mouse got out okay. Reinforces, uh, reinforces the concept of always being prepared when responding to alarm activations of the East Hampton Fire uh, Department services on social media. The mouse set off the fire the mouse. alarm. Yep. Uh, with, with no formal electrical training at all. Can you imagine that? These people go to school for years, apprenticeships, things like that, and this mouse... <laughs> First day on the job. Yep. Trips the circuit. Unbelievable. I'm being told that irons are a Halligan bar and an axe, according to uh, the fire folks. Okay, why don't they just uh, say that the firefighter was in full firefighter gear? I don't know, but when you tell us that, uh, you know, they went in there with a set of irons, I'm thinking, what has he yeah. got, like a like a, like a a nine iron, uh, like a pitching wedge? What's he doing? Well, you got you to gotta knock the water into the fire. You know, you got to do it. You know, if you're in a sand trap. Yeah, I understand, you know. but uh, well, you know, then you then you use your your, your sand wedge, yeah, you open wanna... faced sand wedge. Oh, I see. I like that. There you go. There you go. Uh huh. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny today with a high of forty three. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of forty two. It's twenty eight right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, oh, yeah. GG Inks screen printing and it's classic rock. It's six fifty in Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Sunny today and tomorrow with a high of forty three. It's twenty eight right now in downtown Springfield. We're talking to uh, Terry Maxey from the Springfield Open Pantry in just a few minutes. Next Monday is the beginning of the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, you've seen the stories on Mass Live. Uh, Western Mass News is going to be here a little bit later on uh, this morning. Everything has been moved from the old place to the new place, which is the uh, MGM Springfield in front of the, uh, the South End Market. Begins on Monday at uh, 6 a.m., 
goes to Wednesday at 10 a.m., and the goal is to fill 348 for trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry. Uh, but we need your help to make that happen. You can collect uh, around the neighborhood all weekend long. Stop by on Monday or Tuesday, maybe even on Wednesday. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, of course, our part of our responsibility mm-hmm. is to put together an award-winning, entertaining broadcast that goes on for hours. Yes. And uh, we already have some of our guests lined up. Like? Uh, Carl Palmer from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. What? I know. Uh, comedian Bob Marley. What? Yes. Uh, guitar legend Gary Hoey will be what? on the phone with us. Uh, Tom Cotter and Carrie Louise. You mean Tim Cotter? Tom. No. Uh, that was he. Um, he would. He so graciously invited me to open for him at the Calvin Theater years ago, probably back in 2013. And the uh, the weekend section of Mass Live of all uh, things had uh, this big. He was right on the cover of it, and it said Tim Cotter. Wow! Yeah, they got Barry McCockner right, but they couldn't get Tim Cotter right. right Unbelievable! Right. How about that? Also, uh, Marty Caproni, Mike Scully, uh, former executive producer of The Simpsons, and uh, Fitzy from Townynews.com. It's going to be one humdinger of a marathon. I'll it, tell you that. It certainly is. There'll be a couple other surprises uh, thrown in as well. So make sure you're listening next week and donate to the Open Pantry. Uh, by the way, there's nobody over at Twitter right now, so you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Another employee exodus appears to be underway at Twitter as many workers rejected Elon Musk's terms for staying with the company, choosing instead to depart, according to multiple current and foreign, um, uh, former employees. As the deadline approached for Twitter employees to respond to Elon's uh, ultimatum to commit to working in an extremely hardcore fashion at the company or leave, some employees appeared to publicly indicate that they had chosen the latter option. A lot of them. (laughs) You know, when somebody says to you, listen, uh, you can either have three months severance pay or you can work it. or you can work long long hours every single day and we're taking away all the benefits from the company. Oh yeah, no. I'll, I'll take uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll take, take the, the 3 months uh, severance, please. What, what did you know, again, what you said last week it's like he's like trying to destroy this thing and he's basically has done it. Yeah. Because when you don't have any he was begging engineers to come back, the ones that walked away. Yeah. He fired somebody online. Because they uh, they like called him out or something last week. Well, and he said you'll thug. You know, I gotta believe there's a good amount of dead weight, and there's a good amount of people that were working there that allowed Twitter to become the cesspool that it's become. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, from his perspective, if you're going to put billions of dollars into this company, you want to streamline it as much as possible and and make it run efficiently, or you're doing it to destroy it to collect the loss. And I think he's doing option two. Yeah, the loss. I think he wants the loss. Well, you got to offset all those Teslas that you didn't sell this year. See? Yeah. Nobody's buying them right now. (laughs) And and who can? Who can buy a Tesla right now? I can. I'm too busy waiting for my Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, you're going to the show, are you? Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy like like, like four tickets all sitting in separate sections.
I would, uh, you know, if if I was one of those people who obtained tickets, I would be like, I would feel guilty about it. I'd almost be embarrassed to go because everybody knows what that, you that, did. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. Exactly like, right. you, they, they all know how much you paid for the, at least how much you paid for those tickets. <laughs> it's just, it just seems like a ridiculous thing to do. Well, at that point, you say, I, I knew somebody. Somebody got me these tickets. I'd had an in, and then that's it. I knew you were trouble before you walked in, just like Taylor Swift did. There you go. Six. So you don't know that song because you don't listen to that kind I, of song. I really don't. Uh, I really don't. It's on in my house 24 hours a day. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 See, I'd get off the phone after calling Ticketmaster and say, look what you made me do. That's oh, what I would oh, do. Oh, look at you. I'm, huh? I'm not totally ignorant of her music. I know what I, I know a song or two, you but know, that's about uh, it. Don't get upset. Let's just shake it off. <laughs> it's 6.55. Terry Maxey from the Open Pantry coming up in just a couple minutes on Rock 102. New England Patriot Clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Pioneer Valley forecast is brought to you by uh, Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited, just 30 bucks a line per month. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 44. Tonight, clear, low of 22. Tomorrow, sunny in 43. And Sunday, uh, it's going to be sunny with a high of 36. It's currently 29 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? If some of you may have heard, a Class 3 kill storm is blasting through upstate New York right now, dumping two to four feet of lake effect snow throughout the entire region. While none of this affects us personally, thank God, it will be to just have a disruptive effect on Sunday's games between the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. So much so that the NFL has agreed to move the game to Detroit instead. Now, let's say you had tickets to that game. You could expect a full refund. Because if I were a fan of the Bills, the last thing I'm going to do is shovel out my car out of four feet of snow so I can take a 269-mile road trip to go watch the game in Michigan. Now, let's compare that sort of consumer-friendly ticket policy to the one that exists with the Washington Commanders. Yesterday, the Washington, D.C. District Attorney filed another lawsuit against Dan Snyder, the owner of the Commanders, and the team for allegedly failing to return nearly $200,000 in security deposits for season ticket holders. The lawsuit claims that the commanders have violated the district's consumer protection laws. The team is claiming they haven't accepted security payments from season ticket holders in nearly a decade. But this is also the same team that's been accused of running two separate sets of financial records. This is also the same team that's being sued for sexual harassment, a hostile work environment, and racism. If the DA is accusing the team of running some sort of sketchy business scam, I'm more likely to believe the DA than the dumbass who's driving around his team straight into the ground. You see, that's the difference between owners who actually give a crap about their fans as opposed to the guy who thinks their fans are jerks. Dan Snyder would rather screw his most loyal ticket-buying fans than offer a refund for their inconvenience. Terry Pagula, who owns the Bills, is looking to do what's right. Meanwhile, Dan Snyder wouldn't know a selfless decision if you beat him in the face with it. That's one guy's team in first place, and the other guy is being slowly pushed out of the league where he belongs. And that's why that's happening. But hey, and if my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get an uni wood-fired pizza oven at Rocky's for 320 bucks. That's a savings of $80. Get a Weber Genesis grill for $600, a savings of $180. Rocky Sales Flyer is loaded with great deals. Get Rocky Sales Flyer online or pick up a copy at your local Rocky store.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Back to Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 43. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, with the Mayflower Marathon beginning on Monday, I have to tell you, of all the years that I've been doing this and that you've been doing this, I don't think I've ever felt a buzz quite like we have than than this year. I mean, with the with the new location and new people involved and everyone uh, you know getting set to uh, to donate to the open pantry next week, really excited and looking oh, yeah. forward to it. And on the phone is right now the executive director of the Springfield Open Pantry. It's Terry Maxey. Good morning, Terry. How you doing? I'm doing well, Bax. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, looking forward to uh, doing this whole thing all over again on Monday. Yeah, well, I'll be excited about it. So, will Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday be like Bax, Steve, and Terry? I mean, are you guys sure. Sure to something? Listen, we've but, already uh, oh, listen, right. listen. We've already had enough name changes this year. <laughs> <laughs> we can say featuring Terry yeah, fit, Maxey. Right. There oh, you yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Along with our special guest, Terry Maxey. Yes. But no, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, you and I have been involved in a lot of meetings and a lot of discussions and, and conversations, just the, the, the two of us. I, I am just floored by the amount of enthusiasm that uh, the Springfield area has for this event, other than like, more so than any other year in the past. You, you must feel that, too. We do. We do, back. I tell you, you know, I get calls. I see people out, you know, in the community. You know, they are so excited. You know, I, I see the mayor, and every time I see the mayor, you know, he's like, Mayflower Marathons. And, you know, you know, we're getting volunteers like you wouldn't believe. So I am truly excited that, you know, this has become, you know, more than a community event. You know, I, you know, I, I kind of dubbed it one time a pioneer event because we're getting so many folks that are coming out and uh, that will be coming out and supporting this uh, this event. Yeah, it's a, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's, it's important, though, because I, uh, to, to point this out, that the open pantry services are not just for people who are homeless. These are people who are in need. They could be your next-door neighbor. Uh, for all you. Can you speak to a little bit more about that? You know, how, how the, there's a, I think there's a little bit of a stigma there that it's just for homeless people, but it's not. It, it's for everybody in the community that needs help, correct? Yes, I, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, our, you know, our original focus was for the uh, homeless population. But as you know, with, you know, with the economy and inflation, you know, we're, we're seeing more people coming to the pantry. And these are everyday working people that, you know, as you know, the cost of food – have you seen the cost of a turkey now? It's ridiculous. You got to get a lease. <laughs> you know, it's like you got to take a loan out to buy a turkey. Yeah. So you know, but, but what we're um, what we are seeing is an uptick in uh, in people coming to the pantry for um, to to uh, subsidize what they're they're currently um, purchasing for food, and it's for everyone. I mean, if you're hungry, you're out there, and you know, and if you're struggling. Come down and see us at 2460 Main Street in uh, in Springfield. We we don't turn anyone away. We don't care. You can you can roll you can roll up into a bike. You can roll up into a Mercedes. If you're you're hungry and you're struggling and you need food, come on down to the open pantry in Springfield. You know, last week when we were at uh, Western Mass News together and we were interviewed by uh, by Dave Matson. Yeah, the first half was was Steve and I, but the second half uh, was you and Dave. And I wanted to stick around and, and kind of you know hear what, how he was going to frame his questions and what you were going to say. And the thing that that kind of caught my my attention 
uh, was, you know, this is a really diverse service that you run. It's not just about hunger, but it's about, you know, any number of things. You know, there's open door social services, the, the teen parent program, there's the Tranquility House. I mean, there's so much that you guys do with a limited budget, with a limited staff, that it's remarkable to me that you guys are able to do everything that you're set out to do. And I think a lot of people misunderstand what the open pantry is in its entirety. This is a, this is, there's a lot of moving parts to this organization. There is, there is facts. I tell you, it's, um, you know, our success is from the staff. You know, we have a great team down at Open Door. We have a great team to call over at uh, our team parent program. we got Michael. Takers over at our um, our pantry. The coach got Darlene and Jennifer and Jose Camacho. There's so many moving parts within within our organization. You know, we kind of, you know, I go back to dubbing our, uh, our agency as kind of a wraparound agency. So if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for food, you know, put in your cover. If you're looking for prepared food, there's our loads and fishes program. Our social services provide uh, mental health, substance use. Recovery coach, case management. You know we got we have our team parent program in North End, and you know I always say this because I'm always biased. We got the best team parent program in the state of Massachusetts, and you know and then we have our holiday meals program. You know on, on Thanksgiving Day, you know we're out down at Commerce Street serving the community. You don't have to be homeless. You just you just have to be hungry. If you're hungry, you want a great uh, uh, environment, a festive environment. Yeah, come on down. You know we have. Christmas and Easter. So, yes, Zach, we, we, we provide so many different services, and we want the community to realize that you can come and see us, and we will find any support or service that, that you're looking for. Whenever This is a Terry Maxey from the Springfield Open Pantry uh, with us. You know, whenever we, we start the, the Mayflower Marathon every year, we always talk about how you know, the shelves for the, uh, for the pantry are, are a little bare. And I don't know if that's, you know, still true now, like it has been in the past. I mean, there's a lot more interest and a lot more focus going on in the open pantry these days because of, you know, the new location and everything. But, but, but more importantly, um, when, as you prepare for, for what's coming up next week, what kind of things specifically does the open pantry you know look for like what kind of items should people be thinking about because it should because it's not just all about thanksgiving the thanksgiving holidays and overpriced turkeys it's 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 about stuff that's going to last through throughout the winter months so what what would you suggest people uh, get for for uh, the marathon right so not perishable items like you know like canned uh, uh vegetables um peanut butter um you know and if you like peanut butter peanut butter and jelly um you know, just non-perishable items, you know, could be the rice, could be the pasta, pasta sauce, those things that we can, you know, that we can shelf are sustainable. So anything non-perishable, um, we, we do have, you know, walk-in cooler. We do have a walk-in freezer, which, by the way, we're the only uh, pantry in Western Mass with, 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 with a walk-in freezer and a walk-in cooler. So, you know, we, we have the, the ability to, 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 to house, uh, to store frozen items and, um, and and produce and meat, but more importantly, we're looking for those those non-perishable items. Yeah, 
Right. Uh, yeah. Stick with the non-perishable uh, food donations. Non -perishable. For the, yeah, for, don't. For this. Yeah. All those anyone bring like a frozen lasagna. I mean, I, I would say just you, you canned boxed items would be yeah. probably for the best. And, ma and make sure it's not expired. That's oh, like the biggest God. pet peeve we yeah. have is the expired food. Yes. You know, you know, bring something that you would eat. You know, there's no doubt about it. Don't bring, you know, we, you know, I mean, we have a little come in now and then it's expired, but please, you know, we're looking for those non-perishable, those boxable items, and we're looking for, you know, and please make sure you're not cleaning out your cupboard and you find old can of teas in the back that expired in. Yeah, if yeah. I mean, if you're not going to eat it, don't exactly. assume somebody exactly. else will either. Yeah, this, this is this is exactly. why this is why I'm bringing uh, those French's onions, those crispy onions with the green beans oh, and yeah. the cream of mushroom soup, and uh, you yeah. can make the, the green oh. bean casserole. That's my favorite. That is, that uh, I good. can share that uh, with the community. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hey, back. Let's prepare that for us for for next week, so we can at least get a taste test. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I've never had, I, I've never had it before. You've never had the green bean casserole? I've never had it before. Oh, Terry. Come on, Terry. Listen, I, you know what? Sunday night, I'm going to make one. And Sunday night, I'm going to make a green bean casserole for you. And, it, and then Monday, we'll, we'll heat it up down there, and we'll, 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 the, the three of us will sit there and have a green bean casserole taste. I mean, that, that, that's, that's like saying I've never had a clean pair of socks. I mean, yeah. how, how is that even possible? <laughs> Yeah, hey, what can I say? What can yeah. I say, man? I've never had, you know, you know, I see it on television. I, I hear folks talk about it. You know, I mean, it, it looks good. Yeah. It looks good, but I, I've never had the opportunity we're, to actually. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. <laughs> We're gonna break you into this whole thing, and you're gonna be a green bean casserole. You're gonna be a huge you're casserole. Freak about it. Yeah, you're gonna be a huge casserole by next weekend. <laughs> so back, I'm gonna sit at the table and say, "No, don't bring me the steak and potatoes. Bring me that green bean." That's right. <laughs> That's right, man, man. Yeah, and it, and in 2023, the Mayflower Marathon will be. How many green bean casseroles can we get for the hungry yeah, in Springfield? Right. <laughs> Now I'm saying this because, I, and I know, because uh, I, I, I know there are some people say, "Oh, they need green bean casserole." We're going to wind up with like 50 yeah, green no, bean casseroles. Don't, don't bring we don't that. need that. We'll we'll take yeah. care of that. We'll, stuff. we'll take the ingredients. You can donate that to the uh, the whole thing that we there, got going. Exactly. On. Listen, the Mayflower Marathon begins Monday. Uh, you know, it's it's such a great event, and uh, and and I love doing it. We both love doing it. Uh, and and if, at the very least, I get to spend two days with my pal Terry Maxey, which for me is almost. <laughs> It's almost worth the cost of admission. Best of luck next week, Terry. We'll we'll see you on uh, on Monday. All right, guys. Stay six back. You, you, you bet, man. Terry Maxey from the Open Pantry. By the way, tomorrow night at the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds game, we'll be collecting food in the at the uh, at the box office. We'll ha talk to uh, Nate Costa next hour about we, all of that. That's a busy weekend. You're damn right. It's seven twenty with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two. Springfield's classic rock. It's seven twenty eight in Zeppelin. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Do you eat at Denny's ever? I haven't eaten at a Denny's in years. Well, you might want to start. Even Why? though that one, I, is, are they even open around here anymore? I know the one in Chickabee's closed. Uh, is the one on uh, Cooley, Cooley Street still open? Oh, I didn't even know there was one by Cooley Street. <laughs> I don't even know if there is anymore. What? It used to be. I mean, I go out of I'm Cooley Street all the time. I can't even tell you. Where was the Denny's on Cooley Street? Wasn't that like. Um, Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I am wrong. There was a Denny's over there. There's a Denny's. Uh, there was in Holyoke off of uh, 
Whiting Farms Road there, where, where the Kmart Plaza is, where it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was one in the corner there. I don't know if that one. Why do you want me to go to a, a Denny's? Well, because on Black on Black Friday, because um, anybody who eats at Denny's could always use some good news. <laughs> <laughs> Denny's is selling 150 special T-shirts for $5.99 each, and they aren't that cool looking, but that's not really the point. They're being called a wearable coupon that earns you a free everyday value slam meal every day for a whole year. You realize there are some guys that are never going to take off that shirt? I know. And if you don't know, that's two eggs, two strips of bacon or sausage links, plus a choice of two buttermilk pancakes or a slice of French toast or a biscuit and gravy. Where, I go for the biscuit and gravy. I like biscuits and gravy. Didn't we? Weren't we just literally minutes ago talking about how we wish we had breakfast right now? Yes. Yes, but there's nobody here to deliver it to us because we can't afford somebody to work here. What about that guy? The guy that just walked past. Yeah, I don't, wouldn't take any food from that guy. You sure? Yeah, I'm no. pretty sure. Denny says uh, that makes the value of the shirt $2,186. I would suggest, though, that if you're going to do this, you order up a size because by the time you eat a Grand Slam every day at Denny's for yeah. a year, your fat ass ain't going to fit into the first one you bought. That T-shirt's going to look like a yeah. sausage casing. And being told that the old Denny's on Cooley Street is now that MedExpress location. Oh, well, because most of the people died eating there and they had to have a place <laughs> they to They needed medical attention yes, after eating right. at the, Denny's all of those the years. Mo- the moons over Miami really <laughs> did me in. <laughs> hey, uh, tonight between 4 and 6, I'm going to be at the uh, brand new AT&T store on uh, 350 Palmer Road in Ware. Stop by. Only at AT&T. Everyone gets their best deals in every new smartphone, both new and loyal longtime customers alike, uh, the way it should be. Stop by 350 Palmer Road in Ware. Four to six with me and the road crew at the new AT&T store uh, from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Excellent. Here's your West. 735 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. We're going to do a short newscast because we got the open lines to get to. Oh, right. we got to do. Uh, the Wilbraham Police Department responded to one neighborhood Thursday morning after receiving calls about a series of gunshots. Shot! 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 Everybody! Shot! 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 Jaeger bombs! Lemon drops! <laughs> <laughs> Officers responded to the area of Dipping Hole Road when they arrived. Officers discovered several gunshots had been fired at a home. No injuries were reported, and the incident is under investigation. That's like a weird place to think of, uh, like a home being shot. And dipping well, Wilbraham, yeah, but Dipping Hole Road is like a a residential neighborhood. Yeah, that's weird to me. Well, uh, that shootings can happen anywhere. Back. I understand that, and I know there are some knuckleheads out there that think that's a lot of fun, but it ain't. It ain't fun. Pow, 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 pow. That's what they did. A rat tat tat tat. One person has been hospitalized following a stabbing in Greenfield, also known as Stabbing Wednesday. Wasn't there a guy stabbed there last week? Um, yeah, but what day of the week was that? Was that also a Wednesday? I believe it was. Well, oh, now you got a tradition. Uh, Greenfield police said the 45-year-old man was reportedly stabbed with a knife in the area of 130 Main Street around 4.30 p.m. Wednesday. The uh, victim was taken to an area hospital with what are believed to be non-life-threatening injuries. Investigators don't believe that any suspect involved in this incident will pose a danger to the community. Police added in the statement, anyone with information is asked to call the Greenfield police or email Detective Justin Puritan. 
Puritan? You got a Puritan working in uh, Greenfield? Was uh, was Plymouth Plantation too busy over the weekend? What's going on over there? Must be. Uh, City residents of Westfield may have noticed in recent weeks that many of their police officers are ignoring department grooming standards and donning beards. Is this one of those... uh, no, no Shave, shave November. November. Yeah, it's to raise money for a cause agreed upon by the 35 participating officers. Each officer donates $100 to the cause for the privilege of being allowed to grow a beard, which typically would be against the department's grooming standards. For two years, they donated thousands of dollars to Shriners Hospital in Springfield from the money they raised in the fundraiser. Last year, they chose to donate the funds to Home Base, an organization based in Boston that assists military vets and their families in dealing with the mental health effects from service. This year, Officer Jared Rowe, who organizes the fundraiser along uh, among Westfield Police each year, said they decided to go a different route and use the money to help two families affected by a recent tragedy. Just a month ago, on October 12th, Officer Alex Hamsey and Sergeant Dustin DeMonte of the Bris- Police in Bristol were responding to what they believe was a domestic disturbance call in Bristol when they arrived on the scene. With These were the, the, the officers that got ambushed right. uh, down in Bristol and were killed, so they're donating mm. the money for, for that cause. Um what about No Nut November? I've seen that uh, big <clears throat> on, uh, online. Yeah, and uh, I can't follow that. See, that would be good for like a sex shop. Hey, it's No Nut November. <laughs> you save yourself up for the end of the month, and then December 1st comes. It's like jailhouse confetti all over again. That's it. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes, not even. <laughs> That's how long it would take. Uh, Eversource has filed new electricity prices for customers in Western Massachusetts with the Mass Department of Public Utilities. If approved, the new rates will go into effect on January 1st and last through June 30th. The proposed basic service rate would increase approximately $0.06 per kilowatt hour. On the average, a customer using 600 kilowatt hours would see a small increase of 21% or approximately $39.09 per month. A 20% increase is not a small incremental increase. Well, that's according to them. It is. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. From your customers, that's not a small increase. Um, I will notice that. I will feel that. It's still cheaper than the oil. Oh, I know. But nevertheless. Yeah. yeah, but this is what they do. They do this all the time. They'll go in and go, yeah, we're increasing rates by 21%. And then they go in front of the mass commission, and the mass commission goes, we're not letting you raise your prices that much. All right, what about uh, 11%? Uh, okay, fine, you can do 11%. And then they go, we would have taken 9 but uh, we got 11 out of you. Even 9 is too much. I know, it's I mean, all too really. much. I mean, there's so many other things that uh, are expensive right now. I'm not even really sure what the justification is for the uh, the cost increase. They don't even spe- specify if it's capital improvements or if it's uh, the cost of the actual supply of the electricity. What is it? Are they still paying for the uh, lawsuits from the Columbia gas explosion? Well, we have some things to clear up around here. A Cheshire town clerk paid a $5,000 fine after admitting to repeatedly hiring her daughter and granddaughter to perform town work. For nine years, between 2008 and 2020, town clerk Christine Emerson hired her daughter to help with town census mailings. And for seven elections between 2014 and 2020, Emerson hired her granddaughter to help set up a polling location on election day. Oh, would she have a little lemonade stand outside of the polling place, too? (laughs) 
Psychiatry, five cents. The granddaughter was also hired for 70 hours in 2020 to help out with early voting and set up the extra precautions that were needed as a result of the pandemic. According to the state, the granddaughter was hired again in 2021 to compile mailings for town census. After Emerson was warned not to hire family members, she hired a voter registrar in 2022 to assist with compiling town census mailings, said the State Ethics Commission. She set the voter registrar's hourly rate of fourteen twenty-five dollars an hour, which was the uh, state minimum wage. The voter registrar was paid a total of $92.63 for the census work. That's good, good work if you can get that. You know what? In a small town like that, somebody probably had it out for this lady going, hey, she's hiring her daughter to do those jobs. Which is like a job that probably nobody even wants yeah, to they do. Yeah, probably had no other choice but to hire you're talking a about a, you're $92 worth of work. You know, that that's the... Well, I mean, if you applied to this job, how many hours would you take? Would you need to accumulate $92 worth of work? Uh, that's like four and a half days. Yeah, five days. Five days. Well, I have it. I mean, I'm not going to work the whole day. <laughs> Not not in a row. You're not going to work that many hours in a row. Listen, half the, half the time I'm I'm practically falling asleep in the show. Hey, we got open lines coming up. Uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 43. It's uh, 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah, it's 7:44. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Oh, you know what time it is. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Line Friday! 293-1021. That's the number to call for Open Line Friday. Keep your profanity and your hate speech off of our show. I am uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble because people are complaining that we have this former Denny's location completely wrong. But I'm under the impression that Leone's, that building was specifically built to house Leone's. And you don't even do impressions. No, I don't. Sometimes I do. All right, the phones are uh, blowing up. Let's uh, get right to them. Uh, Rock 102. Oh. No. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, yo, this is Bernie here, uh, first-time listener, long-time caller. Uh, just curious, uh, you know, what's, uh, what's this Mayflower Marathon I keep on hearing about? You've, you know, never, I, uh, you've uh, never heard I, of it? I, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've lived here, you know, 26 years here in Connecticut, and as a nutmegger, you know, I... Yeah. I yeah. want to know he, everything. He, he's a first-time listener, long-time long time caller. caller. Yeah, right. So he's been okay. calling in. He hasn't been able to listen to it. Understood. Uh, yeah, no, it's the largest food drive of its kind in New England beginning next week at uh, at MGM Springfield. We hope you can participate uh, the best you can. You know, you guys you guys really should, uh, you know, talk more about this. You know, I listen, uh, you know... You know, every every single morning, and uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, so, well, uh, you know, we like to yeah. we like to keep things close to the vest if we can. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, we don't want your smart. A- we want your donation of being a smart. Ass. Whoa, Rock 102. Oh, good morning. Who's this? What's going on over there? Ah, uh, sorry. This is Charlie from East Hartford. Hey, up, Charlie, Charlie. What's up? Uh, okay, so let's be real here, guys. Have you actually seen the black pepper cheese in grocery stores yet? I have not seen it in a good long period of time, but the times I have seen it, I thought to myself, I really should get the black pepper cheese and failed. I don't know why. Well, (laughs) supposedly, again, uh, Cooper brand uh, will be bringing another limited run of it to 
our lovely New England markets here. Oh, that's great so news. I do encourage you to try it. It's a very nice, smooth, velvety uh, American processed cheese with finely ground black pepper. It's no, you really sold the sizzle on that. Sounds one, sensational. Like it. it really does. When I buy it, I'll okay. be sure to I'll be sure to tell everybody. I'm sure you will. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Two nine three one zero two one. The uh, oh, here we go. Now oh, they're coming. Lots of them in uh, Rock one zero two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Mr. Baxendale. This is Marquette University, and uh, we understand that you just became a Hall of Famer in the Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, we would attest that to your education at Marquette University. So we expect a nice check for $10,000, please. In exchange, we will send one can of fine Campbell's yeah. to your food drive. Well, we appreciate your hospitality, and, and we will expect to see that check by uh, next Tuesday. Thank okay, I, I'll, get right, I'll get right on that. Yeah. I, I suppose if you saw my transcripts, you realize there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot going on between my education and what I did for a living. Oh, no, absolutely not. Very much like a Jeff Bezos, like the colleges do, like the Jeff Bezos way of donating. Oh yeah, like I, like Jeff Bezos last week lays off a bunch of people and then turns around in the same day and goes, "Here's a hundred million dollars to charity." I told you, if Osama bin Laden had attended Marquette University, the Alumni Association would have found them in a week. <laughs> uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. Vince what's, what's up? up? No, nothing much. I just I, I just heard about the black pepper cheese again, and uh, I'm super pumped that we're bringing the black pepper cheese comment and conversation back to the station again. Yeah, it's it's a long time coming, isn't it? You know, without uh, without Dave there, you know, um, it just it's not the same. You know. Yes, I miss those ranch dressing days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to say hello, guys, and uh, say hello to my fellow oh. plumbers out there. And, oh. Oh, the ranch dressing days of yesteryear. Oh, yeah, good good times. Well, thanks, Vince. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right. You too, buddy. All right, there you go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's me. Hey, me, what's up? Hey, I got a, hey nothing. I got a joke for you. Okay, right, go ahead. Okay, what do you call an anorexic chick with a youth infection? <sighs> I don't want to. I, I don't know if I want to find out the answer. Uh, what? What? A uh, quarter pounder with cheese. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good, Chris. What's up? Hey, I was commenting on what you guys talked about earlier about the electricity prices going up. Yeah. Yeah, in Connecticut, they're proposing Eversource and Illuminated Technologies proposing almost a 48% increase. 48%? That's outrageous. 48%. We pay around 11 cents a kilowatt right now. They're talking about going up to almost 24%. Oh, my God. Jeez. What the hell is going I on? It looks like that, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, well, thanks. All right. Well, thanks for letting us know. That's going to go on my daily activities. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Dan from Wilbraham on my way to Boston. Hey, Dan. Dan. What's up, man? Hey, a couple things. Leone's in its former life, the building on Allen, or Cooley Street, I should say. That used to be a Denny's because that was our late night hangout, you know, when I was back in Cathedral. That and the IHOP on Boston Road. And number two, can I give a plug for one of your um, Mayflower Marathon uh, sponsors? Sure. Rick's Cornhole uh, Board. 
guy does top quality work. Yeah, he's my neighbor, but he's uh, he's fantastic. Dude, a lot of fun those boards. He he did uh, two cornhole boards for us. One was a a Rock One Hundred Two uh, cornhole board. He also did one for the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds, and they both looked freaking awesome. He did a great yeah. job with those. Yeah, no, he does. And all your other sponsors are great as well. Dave Miner Roofing, uh, Gary Rome Hyundai, uh, great sponsors. But, Rick, I definitely had to put a plug in for right, well, my neighbor. Well, great guy. Just, just so you know, we're not hiring, so if you're looking for a job. <laughs> oh, I yeah. got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. We appreciate you saying the names for us. <laughs> yeah, you're actually yeah. saving us a little bit of time. Right. But you didn't mention Liberty Bank, which you probably should have. But thank you very much. Okay, Liberty, Liberty <laughs> Bank as well. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Oh, you can do Duncan spots for us next. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's uh, Recycling Ryan. You're going to check me batteries yet? Hey, Recycling Ryan, what's going on? All right, let, explain this to me because you were texting me earlier. What? Uh, this is Billy the Trash Man. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so Leone's used to be a Denny's, but then there was a Bickford's there. Where was the Bickford's? The Bickford's was at Med Express. At Med Express, after Bickford's, it became Friendly's. Yeah. And then when Friendly's closed up, it was the Med Express. Gotcha. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So, so yeah. I, I was always under the impression that Leone's was built specifically. Yeah, uh, once they moved out of the acres and over there. Well, it, I'll be damned. No, no, no. That was, that was Denny's before because my wife and I used to, when I liked to take her places, we went to uh, the Denny's here on Cooley Street before they put the one up on Boston Road where the old app house was. Gotcha. Oh, boy, okay. boy, you like to take her to nice places, didn't you? You know what? We're going to have you on once a week as uh, Billy the Trash Man's Where Stuff Was. <laughs> We're going to bring that back. Where Stuff Was. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Let me know when you got some bad batteries, too. All right. We will, definitely. Uh, Rock 102. Okay. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. What's up? Hey, uh, this morning on news, I saw Eversource doing an interview, some representative from there. They went up, uh, I think it was either 48% or 58% they're going up. And the reason, one of the reasons why they said was because of the war in in the uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Of, honest to God, he said, this is a representative from Eversource that said, that due to the because of the war in the Ukraine and the and due to the amount of usage that's needed over there, they have to increase the freaking rates here. That sounds kind of like a flimsy excuse. Yeah, I'm not like really they're like buying just that one. Throwing spitballs yeah. over the place. I, I I kid you not. It came from the mouth of of uh, EverSource representative on uh, I think 61 News. All right, all right. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Bruno. Bruno. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. What does a transgender man love to eat? Oh my God, are we gonna get in trouble for this one? Mm. But vegetables, because he was a herbivore. Okay. All right, Thanks. thank you, Bruno. That was a good one. Uh, okay, um, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Dad Joke Chef from Palmer. <laughs> All right, what's up, Dad Joke Chef? Hey, Chess. got a couple for you today. All okay. Right. Um, I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. All right, here you go. And uh, what do you call somebody with a body and no nose? I what? don't know. 
Nobody knows. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, here. hey, we're at the McDonald's drive thru so I got to get going. All right. Again, <laughs> don't call me Chester. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Just call me Chet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, in Palmer, usually the question is, what's a dad? <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, you guys. Love you back. You guys are awesome. Thank you. I have another complaint. Welcome, sir. I have another complaint against Ticketmaster, which is, I'm old school of a dinosaur. I don't have a computer, laptop, or smartphone. Today, for most rock uh, concerts, if you want to go and get a ticket, you have to have a smartphone. The days of them sending out, you know, paper or paying extra to have a ticket either held at the uh, place or have a ticket, paper ticket mailed to you are done. So people like me who don't have smartphones cannot go to concert, you know, go to concerts, which is ridiculous. So not only do they charge crazy prices, which mm-hmm. is, is ridiculous. Well, now again, not everyone in the world has smartphones. I don't. I'm old school, and I'm pr- I'm a dinosaur, and I'm proud of it. No laptop, no computer. Right now, I'm talking on my flip phone, 4G, and I'm very happy and content. Well, let me just uh, let me let me just first of all uh, breathe, and then secondly, I just want to say. Uh, you might want to zoom right through up to the 20th century and uh, and and maybe get yourself a smartphone. You'll be amazed by how your world just opens up to you. Yeah, it'll change your life. But, you know, gentlemen, and you guys are awesome. Thank you for the uh, what you do for us, entertaining us and making us laugh. You know, I hope you guys are there for many years, but no. But I've seen so many concerts, I'm okay now. But also they have, like, in Hartford, um, Infinity Hall, they have, you know, band, cover bands, which is awesome. Uh-huh. The point is... Something else that Ticketmaster, you know, I would pay ten dollars more for a, for a paper ticket or hold a ticket for me at the concert place. How hard is that? So you guys are great. There's something needs to be done, like you guys said. Ticket twenty thousand three. A ticket should not be maybe over five, like uh, like Steve says. Should not be over three or four dollars, like for Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones. Three four dollars tops to go in there is what it should be. Well, how it is now? It's insane. Like thousand, two thousand, three thousand. That's crazy. Take care of your fans. Love your fans. Always mm-hmm. for your fans. You wouldn't be successful right. and popular. Never forget your fans. Gentlemen, you guys are great. I'll never forget you. Stay happy and healthy, and God bless and happy Turkey Day. All right, you too. Thank you All very right, much. Thanks. Thanks. thanks for the call. I yeah. appreciate it. Next time, call when you got more time. I will, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Terrific. That's great. Well, well how about that? Hey, how about that? Very successful open line Friday. I should say. And you know what? What? Somebody brought us breakfast. That Nate Costa. I hope. I love that guy. He could be our new producer. Ooh, I, this I like cocky it. thing didn't work out for yeah, him. Know, he's, got right? a, he's got a spot we right here with us. Right. Yep, absolutely. It's seven. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, on the very same day that Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, has named the American League MVP, the dude that caught Judge's historic 60-second home run baseball announced he's not only putting the ball up for sale at auction beginning on November 29th, He's also turned down several offers for the ball, including an offer from one guy who was willing to pay him $3 million for it. Now, the reason you don't accept a $3 million offer for the Aaron Judge baseball is because you expect it to sell for more than that or you're stupid. But of course, you won't really know how stupid until the bidding stops. 
I mean, $3 million is an awful lot of money for any baseball, but if one guy is willing to give you $3 million before the auction begins, then there's bound to be some sort of dope out there who will give you more than that and uh, willing to go even higher. Just to say, hey, you'll never guess what I got. Oddly enough, Aaron Judge probably has $3 million wedged in between the cushions of his sofa. Remember, this is a guy who turned down an offer from the Yankees that would have paid him $213 million over the next seven years. And according to Yankees general manager Brian Cashman yesterday, there's already an offer on the table that's probably a hell of a lot more than $213 million. Do you have any idea how many $3 million baseballs you could buy with $213 million? I'll tell you exactly how many. 71. Suddenly, getting your hands on a $3 million baseball doesn't seem like such a special deal, does it? Not, in a, not for this guy. So while the guy with the, uh, the ball may think he's sitting in a life-changing jackpot, Aaron Judge is probably tossing stacks of $50 bills into the fireplace to warm up his living room. Listen, I'm all for selling stuff at auction, but I'm not the sort of guy who's going to dump a lot of money just for the purposes of impressing people of what I have. It's just a baseball. It's not like it's something really valuable like Taylor Swift tickets. Now, those things are really worth the money. But hey, in MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel chainsaws and steel blowers. Killer deals right now at Rocky's. Craftsman electric chainsaws, 70 bucks. Power tool deals on Milwaukee, DeWalt, and Craftsman. So many tool deals at Rocky's, you won't believe it. Get the sales flyer online or pick up a copy at your local Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 811 and Queen. We're back some Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 43. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 42. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Tomorrow night, uh, right before the, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds take on the uh, the Charlotte Checkers and beat them senseless, uh, we are going to be collecting food at the, uh, the box office area uh, for the Mayflower Marathon. In the studio to talk about that and other stuff going on with the team and with the Mayflower Marathon. It's Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. It's good to see you. You, you too, guys. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate the uh, the breakfast uh, so early in the morning. Yeah, it's even better to see you with a bag full of tandem bagels. It really is. Do you, uh, if this hockey thing don't work out, do you want to become our producer? <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm looking to get a job, I guess, right? I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I'm always outdone by Judy Matt, and so um, <laughs> I feel like I had to, something to live up to, so... Well, she does bring quite a spread when Absolutely. she shows up here. That's yes, her, but that's you know what? That's her uniqueness. Your uniqueness is bagels from the Tandem Bagel Company. I love yeah, absolutely. So tell us what's going on with the team right now. First of all, the, uh, the, the everything you guys are doing for the Mayflower Marathon is very, very exciting. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be out there with the uh, the cornhole boards that people can uh, – can, uh, can, uh, uh, What's the word I'm trying to use? They can try to win. Try to win. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank we're we're running a raffle. We're not very good with words. No, we're not. And Steve and I are going to be wearing some uh, some Thunderbird jerseys that will be auctioned off next Wednesday night. So yeah. this is really cool stuff. Yeah, we, we had some customized jerseys made up for you guys so you can wear them on Saturday night and then also on Wednesday. And I think we're going to start the raffle tomorrow night and then continue it on Wednesday night when you guys come back so we can try to raise some more money for the open pantry. Um, but it's it's been great, actually. We've been collecting uh, food donations all month, so at all of our games, we've encouraged our fans to come on out. So we've got quite a few, and Tommy Cross and the boys have actually brought in a big, uh, a large number of uh, things as well. So we're looking forward to having maybe a little fun next week on Wednesday when we come down and, and drop off our big donation from all of our fans and our players. That's awesome. 
We um, really appreciate it. Now, these jerseys, we're not allowed to eat in them while we're wearing them. I mean, right? with that, that might add to the... To well, the, I was going to say, if you had like a... Chick- it's a game-worn, right? Chick- Chick-fil-A sauce yeah. uh, in, the, in the image of... Uh, is it Boomer or Screech? Boomer. It's right. Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. Screech was the old yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. But but uh, <laughs> they look so different. I don't know why I can't <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if it had like a you know, you know, a, a, a like a silhouette of Chick-fil-A sauce in the image of Boomer. I mean that would, that would up be the value. Pri- that would be priceless. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like our game warns when they have the blood from fighting, like they go for a lot more. Yeah. So it's yeah. the same right. thing. That's like maybe get a little ketchup stain or Chick Fil A sauce. Ramp up the value. Yeah, like some, some mustard from like <laughs> yeah. a like a Mass Mutual Center hot dog there or something go. like that. Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the shrapnel from the warrior who wore this jersey. <laughs> exactly. On Saturday night, exactly. had a, a Chick Fil A sandwich, and the sauce got all over the front. We were we were talking before we went on the air about uh, about Wednesday's game against uh, Syracuse. It was a ten thirty start for it was a it was school day. Yeah, and you had like two thousand students from Springfield Public Schools attend, which is fantastic. Yeah, we had uh, oh, almost five thousand kids from the local area, uh, over over three thousand from Springfield Public Schools, and uh, you know from surrounding areas. And we we did this before the pandemic. We couldn't do it last year because of COVID and you know the restrictions that the schools had. Um, but working hand in hand with Springfield Public Schools and then our partners at Mass Mutual and Fontaine, they were able to give these kids free tickets. Um, you know, we, we were able to get a uh, first student donated the busing and then Sodexo who you know donated their lunches. So they had bag lunches. But, it, you know, these kids like what we heard a lot of and what we hear from Springfield Public Schools, they don't get the chance to come on out and actually get to the arena at all for any events. Um, so to come, be able to come out and see a hockey game and what we really try to do is make it educational. So we create a workbook that follows along in game that has specific hockey related stuff that is you know tied into their curriculum. So there is a there is a component of that. But outside of that, I mean, it's really really just giving the kids an experience that they're not able to get outside of that. So, um, you know, it kind of fits into what we do, right? Like yeah. every night we try to have a community component, and that that's a big part of it, you know. So it helps with their math skills because uh, five goals minus four yeah. is the mm. difference of one goal. I, yeah. just, I just want to point that it's out. It's great that you didn't mention what, what <laughs> side the five was on, too. So. <laughs> I, chose, I chose not to. <laughs> there you that's go. Really, yeah. There you go. I, I think that that was a really great thing that you guys did uh, for those kids because I, I did see you say that on the, on the news the other night about, you know, you know, a lot of these kids don't get the opportunity to come out and see a sporting event. I, I don't think I was – I was probably, you know, probably in my 20s by the time I actually went to, a like, a professional – any kind of professional sporting event, you know, because you just don't yeah. have the opportunity to do that. There, there was a cool story that um, Mayor Sarno actually told me where um, one of the teachers had ta- told him that on, on their bus ride to the rink when they passed the Mass Mutual Center, the kids started cheering, and they were like, well, what's going on? And they're like – we haven't actually seen the Mass Mutual Center from the outside before. So yeah. it kind of like makes wow. you step back. Like, yeah, I take it for granted, obviously. And it's kind of what, you know, Terry Maxey was saying earlier. You take you, know, you take having food on your table for granted, too, sometimes that type of stuff. So for us to be able to do something on a night where, you know, we're not going to draw a ton on a Wednesday night anyway to do something good for the community and, you know, give something kids something that they can, you know, uh, think about forever right like I mean, it's just a cool it's a cool thing to be able to I, do. It, we, we were both saying the other day how yeah. what a great idea it was i mean you know, that's a that's a much better field trip than say I, going to like sturbridge village yeah, or I know. yeah like the only, who wants the only to thing, churn butter for the yeah, afternoon oh boy yeah. my souvenirs i got a free set of moccasins I, and some saltwater taffy i like how you paint uh, mayor dom dom as like ryan walsh now my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend <laughs> heard from this guy who's dating this girl that know these kids had seen the inside of the mass mutual center i guess it's pretty serious <laughs> take care of that for me Costa. 
Um, the other funny thing I saw on the TV the other day when they were interviewing some of the kids uh, during the game, and then one kid was saying how it was like nice to be out of school yeah. for the day, and then the one kid was said, my favorite part was waiting in line for a hot dog. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that kid. That's my favorite part, you, too, is waiting in line for a it, hot dog. It was pretty incredible to yeah. see the lines at the concessions. It was yeah. almost more exciting than the, than the gameplay. But, uh, yeah. Well, again, it's it's the experience. If you've never experienced <laughs> that, you're giving that opportunity well, if you think to a back kid. to when we were all kids. Like yeah. The fun, most fun part was actually getting a hot dog or a concession item. When yeah, you the snack bar. Yeah. Yeah. Something different. That's not normal, right? So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, you know, since uh, since we had that change of venue uh, debacle a few months ago uh, and we had to find a new place and, and MGM stepped up, you know, one of the uh, one of the options uh, on the table was, you know, between you and, and uh, you know, Paul Picnelli. And it was a great option. But you guys have, you know, we're so enthusiastic about it and really wanted to be a part of the Mayflower Marathon. You know, I just want to tell you, you know, like right to your big handsome face that uh you know how much whoa, whoa, whoa. how much we all appreciate that because i mean this adds i mean we've done stuff with uh, you know springfield hockey in, in the past but never to this degree and the fact that we're talking about trying to establish a long-term tradition here with the wednesday night games i just think it's it's such a great new component to it it's really got everybody you know, in in this building uh, you're really enthusiastic about this year's event. So I want to thank you for that because that, yeah. that really shows uh, a, a great community spirit by the Thunderbirds and your ownership group. Well, <clears throat> we try to do this stuff all the time and like with you guys have been great supporters of us and we feel the same way about working with you guys. Like you guys have done a really nice job of building this event up and it's it's obviously the cornerstone of this time of the year in this area, right? And it's important, like, you know, Terry, listening to Terry earlier, like they're in desperate need for food and, and we want to be a part of that. Like we're bringing a ton of people together. Why not use our audience to then continue to grow this event for you guys and take it to the next level mm -hmm. is what we're hoping to be able to do, to just be here, to be able to support you guys in any way that we can. And, you know, use use our, our platform. Obviously, we're a hockey team at the end of the day, right? But using our platform to be able to give back to the community is what we're trying yeah. to do, you know? And, and, and we and, all live here and we yeah. all contribute. Absolutely. And that's what yeah. makes it such a great community to yeah. live in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, you know, like you, you guys have put a lot of work into this, you know, and um, we see that. We see the value in that. We see how much you guys have helped us grow our business, and we just want to be a part of it, too. We were uh, we were at your office uh, a couple weeks ago uh, recording some stuff for the uh, for the, uh, for the scoreboard. And uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed, because it's hard not to notice, when you're walking up uh, Bruce Landon Way and you see the wrecking ball uh, to that, uh, that parking garage, yeah. If I worked in your office, I would pull out like uh, some deck chairs and a little table and a cooler, and I would just sit there all day and watch that thing collapse. It was ex it's exciting to see it come down because it means things are moving, right? But yeah. there there are times where like the wrecking ball or like they they would have a uh, jackhammer going, and then you'd hear a huge crash. And half the office would run out to see what part of the building fell down. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it, there was some of that. And the guy out you know, front would give us all updates. He's like, all right, uh, the third of the building's down now. We've only got one little piece, you know, like that type of stuff. The, the scary part was you were hearing those sounds before the wrecking ball well, came in. <laughs> yes, yes. Is it weird, though, to see like something that it, 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 just, it looks so small now with it gone? Like it doesn't look like there was that big giant structure there, yeah. but but there is. It's just weird how the perception of the you know. Yeah, it's 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 weird to see nothing there at all. Um, yeah. But it's also 
exciting because that thing needed to come down. So absolutely, and, and you, I mean, and the plan for its replacement, I think, is really exciting too. Yeah, the city and the state have really stepped up. Like it's going to be, it's sorely needed, right? But the the stuff that they're talking about is going to take it to the next level. It'll be state of the art, not just a parking garage, but they're talking about activating hopefully first floor retail, um, and then taking that outside lot and converting that into an open space that we can use that you know, and the building can use to do host different events or maybe an outdoor rank or you know concerts in the summertime and they're looking to really knock down traffic on Bruce Landon Way to make that more of a Yawkey Way type feel with like foot traffic and activating that whole space so you know overall and when that actually does happen it, it should be a boon for downtown Springfield and then hopefully for us you know it's obviously been a challenge you know not have losing your your main parking structure right across the street is not easy um but people have been resilient like they're, they're parking at mgm or they're parking around the building and still getting down there so we appreciate that part of it too so tomorrow night against the charlotte checkers uh the game time is at 705 we'll be there like around six o'clock mm-hmm. collecting food for the open pantry and then next wednesday night uh, again, 7.05 against the Hershey Bears. It's Mayflower Marathon night. That yes. is going to be an absolute blast. I cannot wait uh, to be there on Wednesday night. Yeah, we're excited about kicking it off. We're, we're going to be donating as much money as we can. Hopefully, you know, obviously, if you're if you're going to be coming down, we, I'm encouraging everybody to come down Monday through Wednesday to drop off some food with you mm-hmm. guys over at MGM. You know, we're going to be there handing out tickets with your staff to people that have donated for the Wednesday night game. So hopefully all you that have donated can come back out on Wednesday and celebrate with all of us. And then that night, it's all about raising as much money as we can for you guys in the open pantry. So our 50-50 raffle, your jerseys, our, our chuck-a-puck sales, we're going to be also doing some stuff through our own foundation that we can then donate to the cause. So we're really encouraging people to come on out and have your money ready to help support the open pantry. Like awesome. it's, it's really meant to be that. So Awesome. Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Or tomorrow, for that matter. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome, uh, rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you can buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A portion of Route 66 in Northampton is closed due to a single vehicle crash uh, this morning. At around 5.29 a.m., a vehicle crashed into a utility pole in the area of 271 Rocky Hill Road, also known as Route 66. The driver was taken to the hospital for minor injuries. According to the Northampton Police, uh, drivers are being detoured to Florence Road and Old Wilson Road. The road is expected to be closed uh, for several hours while they get that pole back up. Got to put the pole back up. Have you seen the pole? I've seen the pole. You're going to see the pole. No, don't get the pole out. <laughs> Getting it out from the crawl space. A uh, body was recovered from the canal in Holyoke yesterday morning. Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty confirmed with 22 News that a body was retrieved and an investigation is being conducted. No further information was released at the time, and uh, we'll bring you updates when we get them, which will be never. Because they don't usually give us. Well, I like to think you get uh, you get a little bit of detail on that one. Uh, you would like to think, but mm. uh, you never know. A uh, school bus driver was allegedly driving under the influence Thursday evening with dozens of students on board, according to state police. Mass State Police received a 911 call reporting an erratic school bus on Route 3 in Pembroke around 6 p.m. The bus was pulled over with 40 students on board. Beth Ann Sweeney was arrested and charged with operating under the influence of intoxicating substances. Police sure said they are not sure at this time if it was drugs or alcohol. 
Ooh, boy. You know, back when I was uh, a youth growing up in uh, the small, sleepy burg of Rehoboth, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I remember having a bus driver <clears throat> that always smelled like alcohol. Yeah. Like early on. And, you know, you can't always say when you're a youngster and you don't know any better, just because you smell alcohol and the combination of cigarettes, you can't confirm that, in fact, he has been drinking. Hey, you all- just... You can just assume Listen, that he had been drinking. All the adults in that era smelled like that. That was a commonplace. It really... I know you're joking. It's true. But it's true. Listen, it's true. I used to work with guys that would that would, that would would come to work, and they would smell like booze. Yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning, and they've been boozing up. And they do their job. They work hard. They did good work. And they went back home and boozed up again. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's four a.m. somewhere, you know. <laughs> Always, but uh, yeah, I, uh, th- that was um, I was telling you yesterday. Like my parents used to smoke; they smoked in the house, in mm-hmm. the car. It was disgusting. Oh, it was yeah. like a film of nicotine on our ceilings. It was it was a, uh, but that's what people did, that's and they didn't they didn't think twice about it. No, you could smoke everywhere. You could uh, smoke in the memory. You could smoke in the shopping malls inside. Shopping down. malls, uh, movie theaters, airplanes, restaurants. Yeah, airplanes was another one you could smoke on. Remember, like, uh, like the the non smoking section of restaurants was like, like two tables, and that was it. Yeah, everybody else was smoking up like crazy. I always felt the smoking section on an airplane was a little uh, like, wh- what's the point of doing this? <laughs> It's not like there's like a force field that separated those who were smoking and not smoking in a in an enclosed uh, you know fuselage. The first time I was on an airplane was uh, probably in the late '80s, and it was only because we never had the money to fly. Yeah, but it was my my sister was uh, graduating from. She went to took a flight attendant course for uh, I think Continental Airlines at the time. And uh, we we flew on a oh it was a pretty big deal you flew on an airplane yeah uh, back in, and that was when when the seats were comfortable <laughs> but then I remember my my dad going back uh, for a smoke in the smoking section of the plane it was in the back of the plane mm-hmm. and I'm like well, thinking now that smoke was just everywhere anyway what's the point if you put it in the back of the airplane. Well, th- I think eventually they just figured out there's really no way to contain it other than to ban it 100%. Yeah. Because if you're smoking in the back of the plane, the people in the front that row smells. in first class are smelling the cigarettes from way, way back there. You can, I can smell it at, like, traffic lights. Yes. You can smell somebody else's uh, cigarette. Mostly now it's weed. <laughs> I, get, I was like, oops, somebody's having a good old time over there. I was like, did somebody hit run over a skunk? No. The uh, holiday season is here, and with that, holiday travel. Navigating an airport during the holiday travel season can be tricky. TSA says uh, Friday is the start of today, is the start of Thanksgiving travel, and they're expecting a hectic week at the airport uh, at checkpoints nationwide. Travelers should be patient and expect long lines. You know, um, there will be no travel for me next week. After the marathon and then the the hockey game on Wednesday night, I'm going to be in no shape to be on the road to drive or go anywhere for the Thanksgiving holiday. I yeah. just I can't I can't see myself physically being able to do that. This goes back to that thing that I was talking about uh, last week about you know my niece getting married next year at this particular weekend. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to go. There's no. too much going on. We got all this. Uh, we got all this stuff going on. We got to. Uh, it's a terrible. Well, it, but but everybody's got something going on. It's a terrible week to have a wedding, which I'm guessing might be a tactic. It might be. To say, you know what, who's going to show up on this weekend? Probably only the people that we really want here yeah. are going to be here. It's kind of like saying, who really loves us? Yeah. Because if you so. really loved us, you'd find a way to break all of your plans to join us at our out-of-town wedding. Yeah, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't go to that. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, the busiest Thanksgiving travel days are the Tuesday and Wednesday before Thanksgiving and Saturday and Sunday after. The Connecticut Airport Authority, or the CAA, has some tips and tricks for passengers to make easy travel for everyone. Uh, we're excited to kick off the holiday season at Bradley International Airport, said Kevin Dillon, the AAE executive director of the CAA. Ooh, that's, all. <laughs> that's like a bowl of alphabet soup right there. The uh, airport community has been working diligently behind the scenes to prepare for the busy travel uh, holiday season. To make it as smooth as possible, CAA recommends confirming flights before check-in. Ooh. Arriving early. Ooh. Planning for parking. Ooh. And being aware and following all TSA guidelines. Huh. That's a six-point plan. You should work for the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> Anyone picking up passengers during the Thanksgiving holidays? Except there's a lot more available parking yeah, at one of those locations. Well, even the, they're telling you to wait in the cell phone lot because they don't have any room up front in front of the building. <laughs> That's according to the uh, official Bradley International Airport parking website. <laughs> I parked in the garage one time. That was at, during the pandemic. Yeah, the parking prices were like reduced to like five dollars a day at the airport in the parking garage because not a lot of people were flying, so they reduced the rate. Right, that was a that was like the best because you could just park the car and walk right across the uh, skywalk there. Yeah, now you, now it's back to regular rates. Now it's like thirty thirty bucks a day or something like that. I I almost always use one of those offsite lots to park my car. Yes, uh, there was a lazy fly. We. Lazy Fly? Laz Fly. Laz Fly, okay. Gotcha. It was that one. Remember the one? They, they were the ones that did the whole, they wouldn't refund my money because I couldn't make it there on time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they eventually did. And then uh, there was another one, Executive. That was the other one we used. Yes. They start your car for you. Nothing wrong with that. No. On a cold uh, winter's day. And you can even sign up for an oil change while you're there, too. You might need an oil change. Can't beat that. What about your travel habits? Me? Yeah. When you fly, do you do the... the, the I, I do the off-site parking. I don't pay for any extra services. I take the shuttle over to the airport. Boom, I'm there. Boom. You're done. And my destination, depending on where it is, do I want... I oftentimes no longer stand in line for the uh, the costly rental car. I'll just Uber my way around my destination. Oh, look at you. I'll tell you what. I kind of like it that way. Uber's gotten a lot more expensive, though, since probably the last time yeah, you used it. Prob- probably true. But, uh, but back the last time I traveled, it was actually about as much money as renting a car. Uh, a female Amazon delivery driver delivered packages to a home in New York City back on October 29th. And while she was there, she stole several packages that had been previously delivered. She might have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. But she was caught red-handed on the family's doorbell surveillance camera. She opened the stolen packages in her truck and saw there were dresses for a wedding. So she drove down to the shop they were purchased from returned them, and was given a digital gift card. The homeowner says that even though they didn't have the dresses, the wedding went off without a hitch. How did it a go off without a hitch? With a hitch. 
How do you get how do you get a wedding to go off without a hitch if you don't have the dresses? Good point. Amazon identified the driver and fired her. A rep says they're working with the police who are still investigating. They also reached out to the homeowner and said they would make it right. All right, well, you know. Now that we're under scrutiny of the media, we have to make it right. (laughs) We got a lot of people complaining now. I saw a video of a guy doing that last year. He he threw the package down on the ground, took a picture of the package, because some of the times they take the picture of what they delivered. Right. And then the guy takes the picture and then picks up the package and walks back to the truck. And I'm like, how did you not know you weren't going to be on a camera? (laughs) Everyone's got to assume they're being, you know, videoed. It's kind of silly. Anyway, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be sunny with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Here's to the heat. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 850 and the doors with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Big, big craft fair going on at St. Mark's in East Longmeadow. In the uh, studio to talk about it is uh, is Dan Tapper. Good to see you. Good to see you, fellas. Thank you so much for having me in. No problem. So tell us about the uh, the St. Ma- Mark's Art and Craft Fair. Uh, tell us about this. This is a huge event you guys have every year. It's a huge event, and it's, and it's a blast. We uh, It's happening tomorrow, uh, Saturday the 19th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We have 50 different artisans and crafters who come in and peddle their wares and really put their talent on display. I mean, these are people who... It's incredible what they can do. I mean, whether it's homemade clothing or homemade foods or, you know, uh, woodworking, Christmas ornaments. Uh, we have a parishioner who sells ch- uh, children's books there. It's it's incredible. So it's it's just a blast. We've uh, we've talked to you about this event before in, in the past. And, 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 you know, some people say, oh, a craft fair, how big can it be? No, it's a big deal. <laughs> it, I mean, it, I've, I lived around the corner from, uh, from St. Mark's for many years. When that thing was going on. It was jammed. It was a total, total zoo over there. But great. We're about a 10,000 square foot church, and every single inch of it is filled with crafts. And um, it's, uh, again, 50 different people. We have about 800 people last year who came in our doors to, to, wow. to do it from between 9 and 3. We also have um, some other things to help raise funds for the church. We have a cookie walk where you walk into a room filled with cookies, thousands Ooh. of them, and, cho- okay. and choose I'm, what I'm you want. S- I'm sold So come on, come, on, come on over. That's <laughs> to fantastic. Hell, to hell with the crafts. Where, where exactly in the building is the cookie room? Right downstairs, and you, uh, we'll take good care of you. We have homemade food that we sell all day long, breakfast and lunch. We have a raffle. The artisans tend to donate an item, and we raffle it off throughout the day. So it's like this just it's what they you know the whole controlled chaos thing all this energy and motion in 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 many different rooms at the church but and everyone just kind of enjoying being together and and um you know now that the pandemic is sort of over we can do this these things safely again it's cool to see everyone back together again and just you know enjoying this talent that's on display and you've been doing this since i think 2011 years? So, like and we, yeah. had, we, we had to close it down in 2020 because of the pandemic, but we came back last year, and that's why I said we had 800 people. I know because I counted one by one as they walked in the <laughs> <Dang>. door. <laughs> Get those numbers up. And it was, uh, it, it's great. It, it's free. You know, there's no admission. Parking right on site, and you walk in, and you're going to be just hit with this room fi- filled with humanity, you know, p- peddling all these kinds of wares and plenty to do. And cookies. Let's talk and about cookies. The, let's talk about the cookies. Are we talking about the, like all chocolate chip, or will there be like a separation of like a... Like the uh, the sh- like uh, the oatmeal raisin. I mean, is it, is it very clearly uh, obvious where everything's going to be? It's going to be very obvious where everything is. And as for the cookies, uh, we probably have forty or fifty different kinds of cookies who are, uh, that oh were my for, for God. sale. I myself, I don't make cookies. I made six dozen red velvet cookies. So um, we're gonna. 
and I'm, I think they're safe to eat. <laughs> so um, I hope they are for <laughs> your sake. <laughs> but you walk through, when you walk through the room, you choose all these different varieties, and you put them in a box, and you, yeah. you weigh it up, you pay for it, and you have them for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, for whatever you want, just for. That's your, actually your own. A, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I don't know who thought of it, but it, but it's it's brilliant, and what? it's it's a, it's one of the more popular parts of, the, of this arts and craft fair. Well, I mean, if you think about, uh, let's say you go to a specialty shop and you say, "Hey, give me a tray of cookies." Well, they might give you a bunch of cookies you don't particularly want. Yeah, if you I want more of the uh, the red velvet cookies, <laughs> I can load up on the red velvet cookies. That's right. You pick these out yourself, and you just walk through and choose. And, you know, we'll, we'll put them in a box for you, weigh it up, yeah. out the door. And if you it's, go, you can say, "Oh, those are the ones that Dan Tapper made." <laughs> I and you might still want to buy them anyway. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it. One of the really cool things, fellas, about this craft fair is everything you're getting, whether it's the cookies or the food that our staff, that our volunteers make on site, or or the crafters themselves. It's all made by the person you're talking to. You know, it's all homemade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all it's very it's very personal, and it's uh, and you got to appreciate the talent. I mean, I'm somebody who can't draw a straight line with a ruler, and these folks can make birdhouses <laughs> and and these amazing pieces of art and all this clothing it's it's just so cool you uh and, and all the the proceeds are going to st mark's uh church yeah, the proceeds go to st mark's we are a uh we're in a, we're a church in our 60th year now an episcopal church in our 60th year we um we support a lot of things in the community the food bank certainly is a big yep. big part of it the big blue homeless ministry down in springfield uh church without walls which helps the unhoused in springfield have a worship service every week uh we're a big part of the community and these donations the, these uh, proceeds help us continue those ministries that's fantastic. Those and more. Awesome. Well, best of luck tomorrow. What time does it start? 9 a.m. And goes to... 3 p.m. 3. And then 9 we, to 3. And then we break everything down and put the church back for Sunday services. Now, again. what happens if there's extra cookies? I th- I'll probably be dropping them off here on Monday morning. Fan. There you <laughs> go. Huh? That's exactly like the answer I was hoping Actually, for. we won't be here Monday morning. You can drop them off at MGM at the South End Market. because I can do that, too. Out there. I, like yeah, the about, way this, all right. I like the way this is working out. Bring, bring your canned goods with you, too. I did my homework, guys. There you go. Dan <laughs> Tapper. The, uh, the St. Mark's uh, Art, Arts and Crafts Fair tomorrow from uh, from 9 to 3, 1 Porter Road in East Lombardo at St. Mark's Church. You got it. Best of luck tomorrow. Thank you both very much for having me Thank on. Thank you. You bet. It's just about 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Grill.